0: Good morning, church. Nice to see everyone this morning. Uh, we have got a few more folks here than last week, so that's nice. We were a little skimpy last week, but uh, it's nice to see you all here this morning. Uh, my name is Kobe Pulse. I'm the associate pastor here at Cameron United Methodist Church. So, thank you for all uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Um, In your seats, there should be a a little attendance slip. We want to encourage you all to please uh, take a moment, just fill out your name, help us to know uh, who all is joining us this morning, and uh, you can place those in the offering plates up front or in the back. There's a couple tables. Uh, Put those in the offering plates along with any financial gift that you make to the church this morning. For those of you joining us online, uh, uh, if you're on Facebook, hit the like button or place a comment. Let us know that you're joining us this morning, and we welcome you as well. Uh, A couple of announcements. Um, This Wednesday night, the Wednesday night live uh, services for kids will be uh, starting back up, and those will be from 6 to 7 p.m. Tonight at 7, uh, from 7 to 8.30, we have youth group for uh, middle school and high school students. So those will be tonight. And uh, I believe this is our week for um, helping out at the food pantry. So if anybody's available tomorrow morning Wednesday morning or Thursday afternoon and would like to help at the food pantry or clothes closet, get in touch with Linda Morris or or uh, come see me and I'll help you get in touch with, with her. And, uh, and yeah, we'd love to have you help us uh, as we serve our community through the food pantry and clothes closet. Um, this morning, Pastor Dan Brown is going to... Sorry, you get Dan Brown again. I'm sorry. We had two good weeks, you know. But now we're back to Dan. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kidding, of course. Can we mute him? <laughs> so, but no, this morning, Dan Brown's going to start a new series on the parables. Uh, just the, the stories Jesus told and how he uh, tried to reveal the kingdom of God to the, to the people, maybe introduce them and invite them into a new way of living. And so these next several weeks, Dan's going to be doing a series on the, the parables. And uh, so it ought to be a fun, fun few weeks uh, with sermons and uh, worship coming up. So now I'd just like to uh, ask, if we'd all just please rise, let's join our voices together as the light of Christ comes to be with us in our worship this morning.
1: Amen. Thank you. As Kobe said, we're going to begin a series today on um, the parables of Jesus. I don't know if you're aware, but about 35% of Jesus' teaching is through um, parables. And so over the next 8 to 10 weeks, we're going to take a look at 8 or 10 of these parables and and, uh, just pay attention to what it is that... Uh, Jesus is teaching in these parables. we're We're only a couple of weeks out from Christmas, right? And already Jesus is uh, thirty years old. How did that happen? Uh, um, I mean, it, you know in Scripture we get the birth of Jesus and we get a few stories in Matthew and Luke about about Jesus uh, before the age of twelve, maybe, and then suddenly uh, Jesus is uh, thirty years old. And he's doing these teachings like the Sermon on the Mount and the parables. And I think sometimes when we hear Jesus teaching, we're like, no, no, we want the baby Jesus back. Uh, We want the, uh, the Jesus that doesn't demand a lot of us, that just reminds us about God coming to be with us. We're not sure we want the Jesus who challenges us to live life differently. And yet that's exactly what Jesus does in the parables. And so I'm going to invite you to uh, to listen to this parable that comes from, um, actually it's the only parable that's found in all three synoptic gospels. It's the only parable found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. A- and in all of them, it has a position of being the first major parable in all of these gospel messages and so it seems appropriate that that's the the one we start with and so I invite you to uh, to hear uh, these words he that is Jesus began to teach again by the sea and such a very large crowd gathered to him that he got into a boat in the sea and sat down and the crowd was by the sea on the land, And he was teaching them many things in parables and was saying to them in his teaching, listen to this. Behold, the sower went out to sow. As he was sowing, some seed fell beside the road and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocky ground where it did not have much soil. And immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. And after the sun had risen, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. Other seeds fell into the good soil, and they grew up and increased. They yielded a crop and produced 30, 60, and 100-fold. And Jesus was saying, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. As we hear these words today in this parable, um, I think it's good for us to be reminded that those who were hearing Jesus um, were people of God. Uh, I suspect that the audience who heard this parable was similar to audiences that gather, uh, to, to congregations that gather in churches like this every Sunday. Uh, and we're told that after Jesus told this parable in all three Gospels, it indicates. Uh, that uh, some people, uh, the disciples, as well as other people, ask Jesus questions. When they, when they heard the parable, uh, I think they must have known there must be a little bit more uh, to, to the story that Jesus is telling uh, than Jesus just giving us examples of what it looks like to sow seeds and to plant seeds. Um, because anybody who, who knows anything about uh, sowing seeds would know that you aren't going to sow seeds among thorns. Right, Chad? Um, you, you don't typically do that, right? Um, and, and so they must have known, well, Jesus isn't giving us some farming example. And so these folks asked Jesus some questions. And in uh, in Luke, we're told that the question was, what does this parable mean? In Matthew, the question that was asked of Jesus was, why are you teaching in parables? Uh, here in Luke, it, or in Mark, it simply tells us that um, they ask about the parables. And in fact, um, oftentimes when we, when we um, teach about this parable, um, we read the verses that I just read. And then we quickly jump down to a verse 14, and we hear Jesus' interpretation. A- and we skip the information that's in between. Uh, But today, we're going to pause and we're going to look at that because I think a key to understanding what it is that Jesus is trying to say is found in this passage. And so in Mark, beginning in verse 10, uh, this is what we're told. As soon as he was alone, his followers, along with the 12, began asking him about the parables. And he was saying to them, to you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, everything is in parables, so that while seeing, they may see and not perceive, and while hearing, they may hear and not understand, otherwise they might return and be forgiven. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How will you understand all of the parables? Now, I don't know about you all, but I find the parable easier to understand than this passage of Scripture that exists right here in between the interpretation. No wonder in the lectionary uh, that we they often skip over this portion and say, no, no, don't read that. Just go to the interpretation. Uh, and yet, um, in all three Gospels, there is this similar interlude between Jesus telling the parable and between Jesus interpreting the parable. Uh, and it, and. And when we first hear it, it almost sounds as if Jesus is saying, well, I teach in parables so people won't understand. But, but we know that can't be true because here in Mark in verse 13, um, what does he say? He, he says, uh, do you not understand this parable? How will you un- understand all of the parables if you do not understand this? So we know that Jesus is telling these parables not to conceal but to reveal. And in fact, um, in this passage where it says that uh, for those um, you have been given uh, the ability to to hear and to perceive, um, he talks about insiders and outsiders, and it seems to me as we read this passage uh, that the insiders, the ones who are able to perceive, are actually those who hear Jesus tell the story and they ask questions. Uh, They seek more information. They seek more uh, knowledge from Jesus. They seek to know about the kingdom of God a bit more. And those that are on the outside who simply hear the parable, I guess, and really think that Jesus is teaching about farming. I, I mean, I don't know how they could make that mistake. Uh, but, but those on the outside are, are the ones who simply don't seem to be uh, very curious about this. The other important thing about this interlude is to understand that this portion where, um, where Jesus says, so that while seeing they may see and not perceive, and while hearing they may hear and not understand, otherwise they might return and be forgiven, actually comes from Isaiah chapter 6. It comes from the prophet Isaiah. You, you see, Jesus is teaching. Uh, the parables are a way that the prophets taught. Parables are a way uh, that uh, prophetic messages were delivered to people. Uh, they were a way in which you could share a teaching that might be a bit challenging, that might be hard to hear, uh, that would be something that folks might not want to hear in a way that made people uh, a bit less defensive. Does that make sense? Uh, They were ways of teaching uh, when people needed to be uh, warned because they were heading in the wrong direction and and yet when they needed to be called to repentance. And, And so in this passage... Uh, Jesus is using um, Isaiah similar to the way that Ezekiel and Jeremiah used Isaiah in their, in their uh, prophetic messages. Um, he, is, he is saying to the people, trying to get their attention and shock them. Um, in essence, in some ways saying uh, that um, people are already not listening people are already not seeing what God is doing. In essence, Jesus is aligning himself with the prophets of the Old Testament saying, hear these words of warning and of hope. God is doing a new thing and he has called Jesus to speak about his kingdom. And so in fact, Jesus... Parables are, are a prophetic word for the people of Israel, for the people of God. And they are the same for us. When Jesus taught in parables by aligning himself with Isaiah and saying uh, these things, he, he is um, indicating that he's seeking to get people to stop and to pause and reconsider their attitudes and their behaviors and their actions parables like this reveal the character of god the kind of god is and the kind of god that god is and the ways in which god works they show also about humanity and who we are called to be and who we can be they uh, are not just for information, but they are intended to create transformation and intended to create action and change in those. This, this warning that, that people see and do not perceive and hear and do not understand is really a call to the people who are hearing Jesus' t- uh, teaching to not be like the people in the day of Isaiah. Don't be like the people of Israel. When the prophets came to them, when Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel came to them, uh, the people refused to hear what the prophets were saying. They refused to take the time to align themselves with God. And so these parables are intended to persuade and convince and move people to take action. And so uh, this interlude is very important in us understanding what Jesus is actually trying to do. And this is why he says to the disciples, he says, um, if you don't understand this parable, how will you understand any of the parables? Because you see, all of Jesus' teachings are about the kingdom of God that he has already told people has come near." this new reality that that, that Jesus has come to establish and this new community that he has come uh, to bring together to live life the ways God intended life to be lived. And so he goes on then and Jesus shares his interpretation. And here's what he says in verse 14. The sower sows the word. In other words, the seeds that are being talked about are the word of God. These are the ones who are beside the road where the word is sown. And when they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. In a similar way... These are the ones on whom the seed was sown on the rocky places, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy, and they have no firm root in themselves, but are are only temporary. Then when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones on whom seed was sown among the thorns, These are the ones who have heard the word, but the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And those are the ones whom seed was sown on the good soil, and they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. You see, I think Jesus is framing this story in such a way that he is saying this is exactly what is happening in Jesus' ministry. He has come to share the ways of God. And unfortunately, just as in Jesus' day, it is true today. The people gathered around to hear, All were convinced that they were the people of God. They were the chosen ones of Israel. They were God's people. And yet Jesus had difficult words for them to hear. When he taught them in parables and when he taught them uh, like on the Sermon on the Mount, there were some on whom the words of Jesus simply fell on deaf ears. Now, that doesn't just mean people outside the church who did not want to hear anything about God. Uh, it fell on deaf ears like the Pharisees, like people who already knew all of the answers. They didn't need to hear anything new that Jesus had to say. They didn't need to be challenged to change their ways. They already had all of the answers, and so they had deaf ears today there are many within the church who have deaf ears week after week they hear the word of God and yet before it even takes root uh, Satan and other things come and sweep the seed away and it really has no impact upon their lives there are other people upon whom the seed falls that seem to be rocky ground and shallow soil and, and they hear the good news and they, and they celebrate it. all sounds so very good. A- and they want to run out and celebrate the goodness of God's message and, and, and little shoots spring up. But as soon as they encounter any kind of difficulty... As soon as they hear any kind of word that challenges the way they think about God, even from God's word, they just wither and wilt and go no further. Time and time again, they sprout, they get excited And then because they have no roots, because they don't allow the word of God to go deeply within their soul and being. They just wither and dry up again and again and again. And then there are others who hear the word of God. And the plants begin to grow and the roots begin uh, to go deeper into the soil. And yet there are these thorns that surround the plant. There are all these distractions. There are these things that get our attention. Things that we hear uh, that lead us astray. That cause us to chase after other things, after possessions, after status. They are things that begin that, that we begin to think are as important as God is. And they begin to choke out the message of God. And we begin to get confused about what God really has to say. And we think that what these other things and places and people are speaking are actually the word of God when they are not. We begin to chase things like the American dream. And we think that that's the answer to life. We begin to chase the status or wealth or position. We begin to chase after all of these things. And even when the word of God challenges us. We choose to allow those other things to choke out the message. And as a result. No real fruit is produced. And then, and then there are the people who hear the word of God. And their soil has been cultivated and they are receptive to what God has to say. Uh, They are receptive in deeper ways, not just that they are going to run around and be joyful for a while or that uh, they're going to set it alongside other things, but they understand that the word of God, that the teachings of Jesus are the way life is intended to be lived. They hear the word of God. Uh, shoots come up and roots go down and, and they grow stronger and stronger. They ask, they ask questions. They dig deeper like those who surrounded Jesus on this day and said, what is it you're trying to say with these parables? How are we going to understand them? Uh, they don't simply throw up their arms and say, I can't understand it. They keep seeking and wanting more. And eventually, they mature. They mature, and the fruit and the crop are obvious and abounding. They develop a fruit of patience and kindness and compassion and joy. They develop the fruit of the Spirit within their dispositions. And as they grow and mature, um, these these seeds, these fruit from them, uh, spreads and reproduces, and other people hear the message of Jesus. Do you hear the parable of the sowers today? Are you ready? for a study on the parables because I'm going to warn you they're going to step on your toes if you really listen. If you really open your eyes and see. See, Jesus, Jesus was saying that he had come to teach the way and that whether or not the kingdom of God takes root in us depends on what kind of soil we are. Will we be the soil that continually throws the rocks out, cuts the thorns back, and keeps the soil cultivated so that we are always willing to hear and to respond in obedience to the teachings of Jesus? Or will we be people who hear the word of Jesus and simply ignore it because we already know everything, or only allow it to shadowly rest on top until we have tribulations and trials and challenges, or allow the thorns to grow up and choke it out? Hear the parable of the sower this day, listen to this, behold the sower went out to sow, as he was sowing, some seed fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate it up, other seed fell on the rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil, And after the sun had risen, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns. And the thorns came up and choked it out. And it yielded no crop. Other seed, it fell on the good soil. And as they grew up and increased, they yielded a crop. And produced 30, 60, and 100-fold. Everyone with ears to hear. Hear the word of God this day. And respond. Amen. I can't count. I invite you this day um, and this week reflect on what it means to hear God's word and allow it to take root within you. I invite you this week to cultivate your soil toss out the rocks cut down the thorns hear and respond to the word of God In such a way that it changes you from the inside out. Go in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit this day. Amen.